Hello, this is Bob Gray Sr. Welcome to the Ministry Moments Podcast. Hello, this is Bob Gray Sr. Welcome to Ministry Moments. We're glad you're here with us every Friday, three o'clock Central Time. You can go get it on a podcast form. You can get it, go to Ministry Moments YouTube, Ministry Moments YouTube, and Bob Gray Sr., get it there. You go to solvechurchproblems.com, which I recommend because there's a lot of other tools in that toolbox there, and uh, and subscribe there. That way you'll get this every week of the world and uh, very practical, uh, not very long, but very important, uh, I think, for the cause of Christ. I've just started my 50th year of ministry. Boy, that's, that's a half a century. Good grief. That's great. I've been married 57 years. Wow. It's hard to believe she she kept me all that long. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this is a time very practical, I, it, brief. It's not going to be long. But I think some things that uh, uh, will be of help to you. In fact, I know it will be. I know it will be. So let us go ahead and get started. I'm going to talk to you about PACE, P-A-C-E, PACE. This is a marathon, not a sprint, not a 100-yard dash. Let me say it again. This is a marathon, not a sprint or a hundred yard dash. Uh, you're in this for the long haul. Uh, Bible talks very clearly in Hebrews chapter 13, considering the end of their conversation about choosing those to follow. And before you choose to follow someone, you need to see the end result of it. Uh, and uh, that's one reason I chose uh, Dr. Jack Hiles as uh, the, the one that I would follow and uh, and he was my pastor, and he was our family's pastor. And and by the way, if if if, if your preacher tells you that you can't mention Jack Hiles or even refer to Jack Hiles, run to the nearest exit, because I'm telling you the end is not going to be very good. Uh, <laughs> you, you're going to get mad at me about this, but let me tell you something. If you don't, if you completely distort the scriptures on biblical dress, and and so on, all you got to do is take a picture of your women on, from the rear end. And 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 in those yoga pants, uh, and those spandex or whatever you want to call them, and I'm telling you, right, that's enough reason right there. If you didn't believe the Bible, that's enough reason not to do it. Uh, skirt covers a multitude of sins. Uh, I said it. I got it off my chest, and I feel better about it. Um, I thank God that I never saw my mom in a pair of britches. Never, 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 never saw my grandma in a pair of britches. Uh, I'm glad that uh, we had standards at pace. Uh, you're in it for the long haul. All right. <laughs> I, I just destroyed a long haul, didn't I? All right. Let me uh, give you some thoughts here. Number one, never force ministry birth. Never force ministry birth. Uh, so you don't need to say, I need a Spanish ministry because it'll add numbers. I don't, you need to, I don't need a deaf ministry. I don't need a a blind ministry or a Spanish ministry or whatever it might be. Sometimes you force a birth. It needs to come a natural, a natural birth. Number two, let growth come from soul winning. Let the soul winning numbers pressure you. That's how the Spanish ministry under Brother Hiles got started. There were so many Spanish Spanish people getting saved. And uh, Mrs. O'Brien was the, <laughs> she wasn't the Spanish pastor, but she led the Spanish department. And uh, I'm just saying that the, uh, the Houston's, and the uh, educationally slow ministry of First Baptist Church came about because there was a need for it. People were getting saved. Uh, we ran, my wife and I ran an A bus route for the, the uh, educationally slow. 
uh, and we brought uh, a busload of those that got saved because out soul winning, people led people to Christ, and they said, well, I've got an Israel son. Well, we have a Sunday school class for them. It came about because of the pressure that came from the numerical pressure, if you please, from soul winning. All right, so uh, pace, pace, talking about P-A-C-E, pace. All right, number one, never force ministry births. You'll have a stillborn birth. What's going to happen? Number two, let growth come from soul winning numbers. Number three, never start a Christian school, especially if you have one in your area. I'll help you immensely if you'll listen to me. Never start a Christian school, especially if you have one in your area. Now, when I came to Longview, you already had a Christian school, but you're, you're not going to like this statement, but uh, I'm surprised I'm saying something that's controversial. But uh, ACE has done more to damage uh, church growth than anything that I know of. Everybody in the world thought they ought to have a Christian school. And, uh, and the pastor, I, I told Dr. Zinn when he was, he's in heaven now, he was my superintendent of our schools. We had a bus kid school and a regular academy. And I told him, I don't, listen, if I have to spend more than a half hour on this school business, I don't, I don't need you and I don't need the school. Um, you, uh, it's just the way that it was. I, I had to be busy reaching souls, getting people saved, building a church uh, that could reach the community for Christ. So you, you don't start a Christian school to do that. You'll get every Tom, Dick, and Harry in, in the county to come there, and they'll water down your kids. So what'll happen, we had an open school when I came to Longview, and I quickly closed it. But if kids were coming in, talking about things from over the weekend, from crazy churches that they attended, and no standards, no nothing. And I didn't want that. Wasn't going to have it. Wasn't going to have it. So uh, I, would, I would never start a Christian school if there's one in the area. Number four, you say, but they're not like us. They're, listen, I, I never went to a Christian school. My wife never went to a Christian school. We went to a public school. And about as loose of standards as I remember, I remember we were, my wife and I were talking about the other day. I remember when they had a big meeting over Slack Friday. Should they have Slack Friday? I remember the late 50s and early 60s. I remember uh, the big fuss of, about it. Should we have let the girls wear slacks on Friday? I, it was a big to do about it. I remember when my mama went down to the school and said, my sons are not taking dance lessons. <laughs> <laughs> they saw mama coming, everybody ran and hit, but she said, no, they're not. My boys are not going to do it. I'm not going to have it. Not going to have it. So we had, uh, we had a, like a loose Christian school, but uh, anyway, I never went to a Christian school, never went to a Christian school. You know, there's a difference when you, when you want your kids isolated, it's a mistake. You ought to want them insulated. You ought to want them insulated. Um, all right, so number one, never force ministry births. Number two, let growth from soul winning numbers pressure you into the start of something. Never start a Christian school, especially if you have one in the area. Next, oh, please listen to this. Never start a college until you have a great church. Never start a college until you have a great church. If you don't have a choir and a music program, what in the world are you doing starting a college? Uh, if you don't have a great Sunday school program, we had 171 Sunday school classes. If you don't have that, well, why in the world? We had a great, a great bus ministry, 40, 40 routes. Uh, we, had, we had the numbers, and uh, we were averaging 600-plus out soul winning every week. We had the numbers, and so we had a great church. And because of that, we felt like it was right to start a college and to help others to, to be able to recreate the move of the 60s and, uh, and 70s. All right? So we're talking about pace. Again, this is a this is a, a marathon, 
not a sprint. It's not a hundred yard dash. I remember one of the graduates, I graduated the first four-year class, 1976 from Hiles Ederson College. And I remember one of our graduates uh, went and started, I think it was the St. Louis area, and had Anita Bryant come. And he publicized that thing opening day of his church, had 5,000 show up at the convention center. And the next week he had 15 and the church doesn't exist today. Uh, this is a marathon. This is this, this pace. I hope that just haunts you, not that word pace. Pace yourself. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Brother Hiles uh, would say to me, you know, uh, uh, a decathlon really tells more about sports than anything. The ability to do a lot of things well. Uh, he would say that, he said, I'm a general practitioner. Uh, I don't, I'm not a, a specialist. I'm a general practitioner, and I like that. Um, so pace, again, this is a marathon, not a sprint, not a 100-yard dash. All right, number one, never force ministry births. Let church growth come from so many numbers that pressure you into it. Never start a Christian school, especially if you have one in your area. Never start a college. Into more churches lose more members because of a Christian school than anything else. And I've said this. More pastors lose pastor friends over a Bible college than they do anything else. And it is true. All right. So never force Bob Jones Sr. said, if you want a guy, a guy to die, an enemy to die a painful, slow death, tell him to start a college. All right. Number one, never force ministry births. Let growth come from soul winning numbers. Never start a Christian school, especially if you have one in the area. Never start a college until you have a great church. Never hire someone to build your work. Sometimes I, and it's a big mistake. They'll go to the college and say, I'm going to hire you as assistant pastor. You've got one year to pay for your salary. No, 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 huh, not going to do that. I'm not going to hire somebody to build my work. I'm not going to do it. I will, I will hire them because I have a work, because I have something for them to do, not because they've got a time, ticking time bomb there. And if they have six months, they don't get their salary coming through that class, then they won't, they won't be there. I'm not going to do that. I'll tell you what I did. I made sure when Danny Ortiz was my Spanish pastor, and I love the guy, I love his family. Danny Ortiz was, I made sure that we had his salary in our budget for six months before I ever interviewed him. Well, I didn't know at that time it would be him, but I had it in there and I had the money to move him in that account. Uh, but I wanted to make sure I could, I didn't want to bring him on then a month later. So I'm sorry, the offer is we just can't take care of you. I'm sorry. Now I don't want to do that. So never hire someone to build your work. You build that work. And as a result of the demand of that work, then that way you have the budget to care for them. And it's going to be, it's going to be fine. All right. Now, uh, next hire to maintain, hire to maintain. Uh, if you have the Spanish that are coming, got 80 to hundred, uh, then you need somebody that can, can, unless you can speak Espanol, uh, I can't taco, tortilla, enchilada. My favorite is mucho groceries. <laughs> but uh, hire to maintain, hire somebody that can maintain the numbers that, that brought about the birth of that ministry. You need somebody to maintain it, win souls, feed it themselves, and so on, but it already exists. I hope you're listening to me. Number one, never force ministry births. We're talking about pace, P-A-C-E, pace, never force ministry births. Number two, let growth come from soul winning numbers. Next, never start a Christian school, especially if you have one in your area. Next, number four, never start a college until you have a great church. Number five, never hire someone to build your work. Number six, hire to maintain. Number seven, avoid peer pressure. Avoid peer pressure. 
<laughs> pastor, I go to a meeting. Hi, uh, good to see you, brother. It's been a long time. How's it going? Oh, wonderful. I had 300 in Sunday school last Sunday. How's it going with you? Well, I had 301 next Sunday. We just got to be one better, don't we? Uh, but peer pressure is not good. It's not good. It's not good. When you're a teenager and you're pimply faced and you want to be liked by everybody, peer pressure can really cause you to run with the wrong crowd. But I'm telling you, it doesn't go away when you become an adult. As if you become a pastor, there's going to be a lot of peer pressure on, on you. Hey, there's been many a meeting that after I got through preaching, I had to eat lunch alone. <laughs> so uh, I am not going to bring my standards down to your low standards. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. 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 If you're going to be a part of the leadership, then you need to be separate from the world. You need to walk with God. You need to have standards that are visible so that people can see you've jumped 10 feet. Now, they'll jump five. They won't jump 10. And if they do jump 10, then put them on the leadership team. All right? Number one, never force ministry births. Number two, let growth come from soul winning numbers that pressure you. Number three, never start a Christian school if there's a, especially if there's one in your area. Number four, never start a college with when you until you have a great church. Number five, never hire someone to build your work. Number six, hire to maintain. Talk about the word pace. All right. Number seven, avoid peer pressure. Just because all the other pastors start a Christian school doesn't mean you ought to start one. I'll tell you, well, you, you, you call down to the school in the area. How much are you charging tuition? Well, we'll charge $50 less than them. And not even considering that your lights, your everything, your cost is different than theirs. Uh, I made sure that every ministry paid a portion of our debt retirement. Made sure they did. They were taking the buildings. They were utilizing the buildings. I wanted to make sure of that. So avoid peer pressure. Number eight, last point, baptize weekly. We're talking about pace, We're talking about pace. If you, as a pastor, put the pressure on yourself, don't get mad at your people. Get mad at yourself. Get mad at yourself. Uh, you, if you, I've got somebody to walk that aisle on Sunday morning, but I can preach. And I'm not going to get mad at everybody else. And do that 52 weeks. That's 52 additions. If 26 of them stick, that's 26 the people that are going to stick. You're a lot better off. And uh, so... Uh, when I first came to Longview, we had 13 out on visitation. I took the cars, I call them suspect cars, <laughs> uh, visitors' cars from the week before, new move-ins, all of that. I ripped them up one night, threw it up in the air, and boy, the guys applauded, yay. They were, nothing ever came of They'd eat coffee, eat coffee. They'd drink coffee and eat apple pie and say, do you need to come visit our church? Uh, no, I said, let's go win somebody to Christ. Stop the first person you see. Go from person to person. Let's get people saved. And next thing you know, we were. We were baptizing 10 a Sunday, then 15 a Sunday, then 20 a Sunday, and then 50 a Sunday, then 100 a Sunday. I'm telling you, it worked. It worked tremendously. You know, think about this. You're already mad at me, so you might as well just finish up with real mad, okay? There are only so many transfers in your town. There are only so many that are going to come to your church. Now, you try be an attraction model and try to attract them with the standards being down, the music changing, and everything else. Just go right ahead. Show some bosom. Show some calf. Show uh, some thigh. Go ahead. Make it all right to do so. And those skinny jeans are not skinny on you, girl. Uh, you, at high noon, you still got a shadow. Uh, when you were in school, everybody sat next to you. 
When you walk down the hallway, you shut all the lockers on either side. <laughs> it was high noon, no matter where you stood. But anyway, uh, baptize weekly, win new converts, get them saved, get them in, teach them separation from the world, Holy Ghost power, and, uh, and do that. And be careful who you listen to. Be careful who you listen to, or you'll end up like, uh, like some of the California guys. We've got some great guys out there. But we've got some leaders out there that, I, yeah, you wear a skirt just right for Sunday morning to sing, but then you wear your britches all week, all week long. That's not separation from the world. That's not separation from the world. That's a show. Um, I feel like I've made some of you upset today, and I want you to forgive me. <laughs> all right, here we go. Pace. This is a marathon, not a, not a sprint, not a 100-yard dash. Here we go. Point one, never force ministry births. Point two, let growth come from soul winning numbers. Number three, never start a Christian school when you have one in the area. Number four, never start a college until you have a great church. Number five, never hire someone to build your work. Number six, hire to maintain. Number seven, avoid peer pressure. Number eight, baptize weekly. I, I promise you, if you'll stir those waters every week of the world, and pastor, put it on yourself, put it on the staff, produce every week of the world, you will get God's attention. And God will pay attention to what you're doing. You need to get God's attention, not the backslidden deacon's attention, not the backslidden church member's attention. You get God's attention. Holiness is knocking on the doors of heaven. Righteousness is knocking on the doors of sinners. You get that combination, and you'll see some great things happen. Well, ministry moments. I, if you're upset with me, be gray, S-R at M-E dot com. My phone number is 903-237-9019. If you're mad, call me. Uh, God bless you. I, I, I really want to help. I really do. I, I believe in what Jack Hiles did. I believe in what Tom Malone did. John Rice, Curtis Hudson. Uh, I, I believe in what all those men did. I believe in Lee Robertson. I believe in old school, old paths. I believe in it. Not It's not time for all oh, the new guard wouldn't have anything to guard if it wasn't for the old guard. So God bless you. <laughs> I'm trying to end on a high note here, and I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. Tomorrow's soul winning, preparation day for the Lord's Day, which is Sunday. So you make sure you get with it. And Sunday school starts with Sunday school. Yes, it does. Sunday morning. Now you go soul winning, win folks to Christ, get them lined up to come to church. God bless you. Out in the ministry moments, uh, podcast. Ministry Moments, YouTube, Bob Gray Sr., solvechurchproblems.com. Go and subscribe there. God bless you. Have a great weekend.